You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We are getting into those Week 9 games, Thursday night football coming up tonight, and some early games on the Sunday schedule. Then tomorrow we'll come back and preview the rest of Week 9, late Sunday games, primetime Sunday night, and Monday night football, and any other news that comes down late in the week as we prepare for the football games of Week 9 of the NFL season. We're about halfway there. This episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. McDonald's. I'm loving it. At BD Peacock on Twitter, at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, uh, it's not the most exciting game, I think, uh, on the Week 9 schedule, but we've got the New York Jets coming off a big win against the Bengals last week. The Mike White-led New York Jets at 2-5, and five, and they will travel to Indianapolis to face the 3-5 and five Colts. Colts favored by 10.5 here. Oh, I saw 10, so that half might be enough for me to change my mind. I'm not sure now. So we did our AFC Power Ranks yesterday, and you know, I think we both had the Colts right in that same area of maybe their head is still above water for playoff chances, but they're fading quick, and Derrick Henry injury could help them. They have to get this game to stay in the conversation. But you had some good points yesterday. Like, if you just take the – the narrative away of the Jets, maybe they should be higher in power ranks. You know, like they've beaten some good teams. Their resume is not that bad. They might have turned a corner offensively. But, you know, I, I rewatched a lot of Mike White, and I'm excited to watch him tonight because he played very, very well. So this is going to sound negative. I don't mean it to be. But the Bengals didn't really challenge him with blitz. They didn't play a lot of man coverage. They didn't mix things up all that much, and clearly he was an unknown to them, but they didn't adjust a lot during the game to make things more difficult on them. And the Colts aren't known as a blitz or man team, but they're doing more of it this year, and I would imagine that they don't make that same mistake and just let this guy you know, get it out and dump at the backs time and time again. I bet Leonard has a you know 15 tackles in this game. So I'm going to take the Colts and hope that Wentz doesn't do something dumb because I think that Jets D-line is an underrated group that won't be just, you know, roll over to run on. Yeah, this one's tough, and I hate it, and I probably wouldn't put my own hard-earned money on it, but it's really hard to to bet on the Jets, even though they came off of a win, you know, and two of their blowout losses have been against the same team, the Patriots, who just have those have the Jets number. Their other big loss was... Uh, the the Broncos. They got shut out, I believe, by the Broncos. But otherwise, the Jets would have covered 10 and a half, 10 points on every team they've played this year, including a couple of wins. So uh, hmm. against the spread, 10 and a half, especially that extra half, because the Colts could win by a touchdown and a field goal, and that would that. be fine, and you still lose that bet if you're betting on the Colts. So uh, I'll take the Colts straight up for sure, but um, give me the 10 and a half points with the Jets. I hate this game. I wouldn't really bet on it, but uh, I, I just think it can be a close enough game with the the Colts. There was a, a just it just crossed my timeline on Twitter, and it was more about um, yeah. Here we go, quarterbacks who generated the most pass EPA this season, and it's it's a tweet about Stafford. Matthew Stafford is way ahead, but at the very bottom of the list, the last five guys are Goff, Davis Mills, Trevor Lawrence, 
Wilson, and Justin Fields. Hmm. So basically, all those four four out of five rookies and Jared Goff there, uh, and that's that's what we've seen. And just having a player who's been around a little bit in Mike White, he's not a veteran starting quarterback, but it's just it was different having him out there and running um, a professional offense for the for the Jets last week. So for that reason, ten and a half is too much for me. Yeah, I have some big picture thoughts on what we saw from Cooper Rush and White and, you know, on Halloween on Sunday, some of these backup quarterbacks dressed up like starting quarterbacks. And I think they'll probably take their costume off. But, you know, I think that there's a mentality, you know, like if you're Zach Wilson and the Jets could have anyone in the whole draft except for Trevor Lawrence and they picked you, there's an inherent pressure that. I have to make this my team. I have to be great. I need to show up on SportsCenter. But if you're the fifth-round journeyman type that's just kind of lucky to get in there, I think you look at it more almost with a veteran mindset of, I just better not lose this thing. You know what I mean? And I hope Wilson, I'm not happy he's injured, but I'm also hoping that coaching staff and Wilson can really review this past week's film of White and say, we need more of that out of you. You know, like, just reel it in, play a little slower, be a little calmer, and dump it off, take what defenses give you. I mean, a sweeping thing across the, the league right now, and Pat Mahomes is having this problem, is there so much too high safety, take away the big play, that just taking the dump-offs now are, are, are there. They're there more than ever, and the quarterback just has to have the mindset of, okay, if you're going to give me the four-yard dump off and see what a running back can do from there, I'll gladly take it, you know? And you know, some of these young guys need to learn those things. It could absolutely benefit him just to sit for a couple yeah. of weeks and, and decompress and, and watch some football and learn from watching somebody else play a little bit because he kind of showed some signs earlier in the season and then regressed a little bit even. And things were not going well for Zach Wilson at all at quarterback. No. So uh, I think that's the hope for the Jets, that just sitting a bit and coming back in. I mean, you know, that's because it's always like, okay, play the rookie quarterback or have him sit the entire year. Uh, I would love to see a team try this where they 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 let a guy sit a couple weeks, then he plays a couple weeks. Uh, that could be really beneficial, I think, possibly for a rookie quarterback to kind of sit and play through their rookie season. But nobody really ever tries that. No, it's an interesting conversation. And uh, part of this goes back to, I think both of us were critical. I, I know I was, that you really should have had the Matt Schaub, Josh McCown in the building from the start for Wilson. Yeah. And I don't know that things would have went any better. I'm not making excuses for Wilson, but I thought that was a flawed plan. We're going to move on to some other games here on the schedule. And how about this one? You've seen both of these teams up close for a lot of years, including this season. The 4-4 four and four Browns are at the 5-3 and three Bengals. Odell Beckham not with the team no. currently. Just an odd situation there. Uh, wasn't really getting used a ton either, whether that was his fault or Baker Mayfield's fault or whatever. I don't know. But he's been banished, though. I don't maybe, think yeah, maybe that. addition by subtraction. Was he, uh, you know, was he a distraction there for the Browns? But are, are these Browns and Bengals teams, are these two contenders? Is this a playoff preview type of a game? Is that what kind of atmosphere we're talking about in Cincinnati in this one? Or is this two teams that are are sort of on the cusp, but we don't really know if they're actually that good or not? Both, I guess. <laughs> you know, Way to sit on the fence, Williamson. Yeah, I mean, this goes back to the AFC Power Rank conversation yesterday. I mean, there's seven or eight teams in the AFC that are worse than the Bills and better than the 
the Broncos, but I don't know what they are. And these two are the epitome of it. And just when I was getting excited about the Bengals, they lay an egg against the Jets and didn't challenge White, as we mentioned. I think that they'll be more aggressive. I think they'll do a decent job against the Browns running game. And I have great concerns, Odell or not, about the Browns drop back passing game and Baker and throw his injury in the mix there as well. I think this is a slugfest. I mean, I think this is a lot of mixing, a lot of chub, two quality defenses with defensive lines. Um, I really think it's a pivotal point for both teams in a very tough division. If Cleveland drops this one, I'm sure the football outsiders of the world will tell you, wow, their playoff odds went down dramatically. You know, like they need this game. (sighs) Not far road trip, staying in Ohio. Use two and a half. Is that the number you're looking at too? Yeah, two and a half. And and I've got the Bengals by three, so I will – give up those two and a half points but it's a close one for me here just you know Cincinnati at home I have liked the way they've played if you take out last week and, and maybe mix that in with the last three or four weeks now you start to feel better about the Bengals because they had some serious helium going into that egg they laid against the New York Jets I do have some concerns about the defensive side of the ball if they can stop the run though you know that's the huge key there for the Bengals against the Browns yeah uh, I'm gonna lay the points as well I trust the quarterback in the pa- passing game of the home team much more than the road team. So I think I'll, I'll I'll give up the two and a half. All right, we got Broncos, Cowboys coming up, Texans, Dolphins, which has major draft implications at this point in the season. Falcons, Saints, Raiders, Giants, Pats, Panthers, Bills, Jaguars, and Vikings, Ravens. Yeah, we'll, we'll cover all those early Sunday starts on today's program next. This episode of Lockdown 49ers brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. Friends and family showing up to reconnect. You bring a bag of food back home, uh, a place where classmates can meet up. You do a study group. They've got dependable Wi-Fi even. And, of course, endless supplies of french fries and i know my son is a fiend already for french fries at three years old as was i for mcdonald's fries back in the day win or lose mcdonald's is a place where teammates competitors the home team can come to recharge on a road trip rest your legs and refuel the post game little league game stop right you stop in maybe even with the whole team at mcdonald's grab some burgers and fries and some some nuggets so head to your local mcdonald's to refuel and reconnect maybe even catch an episode of peacock and williamson while you're there on their reliable wi-fi mcdonald's i'm loving it an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about get upside my listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up Just download the free GetUpside app at the App Store or Google Play right now. Use our promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus of $0.25 per gallon on your fill-up. That's that's up to $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 a gallon back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catches here involved. So the cash back gets added right into your account. You can, you can cash out any time to your bank account, to PayPal, 
or an e-gift card from Amazon. Just download the free GetUpside app and use our promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. Thanks so much. Good news for those Dallas Cowboys. Matt, Dak Prescott expected to practice fully later Thursday at some point after. They might be hitting the practice field right now, actually, those Dallas Cowboys. Uh, They are hosting the Denver Broncos. Uh, I think this is one you might want to jump on quickly as Dallas is favored by 10. That might grow as we get more confirmation that Dak Prescott is going to start this game for those 6-1 and Cowboys to uh, take on the 4-4 and Broncos. Yeah, I don't think 10's enough. I mean, I think you're leaning that way too by the way you said it. I mean, Denver with no Von Miller, no Chubb, backup linebackers galore on the second level. Um, They put Callahan, I think, on injured reserve yesterday too. We know the offense is not exactly a high-flying unit to begin with. I mean, they're not shootout capable. I like how Dallas is playing on defense enough. You know, they're making plays. They're flying around the ball. Um, Gallup comes back. I just keep naming things in Dallas's favor here. Oh, by the way, they're much better. I think they win this one by two touchdowns or more. Yep, uh, I just don't. I'm not confident in anything going on with the Denver Broncos right now. Maybe a little wind out of their sails as well, trading away someone like Von Miller, who means so much to the franchise, and sort of their version of folding it up and, and folding up shop. Even though they're four and four, because I think that's probably what hurts a little more for the Broncos is them thinking, "Hey, we're in this thing. You know, we're we're 500. Let's go earn a playoff spot." You trade away your your longtime best player in Von Miller, so it's got to be somewhat deflating there for the Denver Broncos. So um, I'm waiting to see if. if if Jerry Judy, I mean, I've been waiting a while now. I'm waiting for that Jerry Judy breakout. Now that he's had one game under his belt after the injury, if he comes back and um, maybe he's the guy this week. So let, let's find out if they can, you know, the battle of the first round wide receivers that should have been probably the first mm. two drafted last year, C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy. So that's what I'm tuning in for in this game. Yeah, it's a great thing to tune into. I mean, the thing I'm tuning into as well, same line. I think we have some fantasy um, you know, uh, shares in these two. You brought up Judy. I want Javante Williams to take over the, the the running back spot, but Gordon's been good. You know, I mean, just a fantasy nugget with Denver. There's a lot of pieces of pie in there, and the pie just isn't big enough. You know, like uh, it sounds like Fant may or may not play with COVID. He needs to get two positive tests or negative tests, but there's a lot of weapons there that I just think, what if Aaron Rodgers were the quarterback? Or, you know I mean? Like somebody that can fill all those hungry mouths there in Denver. There's too many of them. Well, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be available either, Matt, if he was their quarterback. That's so he wouldn't point. be on the field for this game. That story gets a little weirder and a little weirder. But, uh, yeah, I think we both agree there. Um, Cowboys, and get that line before it climbs as Dak practices and looks ready to go. The Houston Texans are at the Miami Dolphins. Two combined wins here out of 16 total games. One and seven at one and seven. The Dolphins haven't won yet at home, and they are hosting the Texans who haven't won yet on the road. So someone's going to get in the win column in one of those categories. Miami favored by five and a half points, Matt. And here's why I think that's too many points, because we're expecting now, I thought it might have been last week, but... Now it's going to be this week, the return of Tyrod Taylor. I think that changes things enough for the Texans to where maybe teams that are also bad are just going to march all over them. So five and a half, a little much for a bad Dolphins team for me right now. Really bad teams, you know, and I think Houston has a defense. I mean, it's not the best defense in the league, but it's not an embarrassment. 
And Mills hasn't been that horrible. I mean, consider, you know, verse expectations, I'll say. But you're right. I don't think Tyrod's going to turn it over. He'll probably create a handful more first downs that the rookie wouldn't have. That might be enough to keep this thing close. And, you know, this has more draft ramifications than anything. And, you know, I'm sure the Eagles fans are rooting against Miami, of course. I also think it's kind of a pivotal game. I don't know that Flores' seat is hot, but just for this team in general in Miami, that maybe you, you beat this, the, the bad Texans team by 10 or 12, and you start to say, okay, you know, maybe we're a little closer to the last year Dolphins than the this year Dolphins, because we have talent, and two is coming along. You know, should the Miami defense be as bad as it is, too? It's easy to blame everything on the offense. Yeah. But I'll take the points, too. I just think that both teams are really bad, and if you're going to give me five and a half with a professional quarterback in Houston, I think they keep it close. And the similar to the Cal or to the the Broncos there, the vibe for Tua and Tua's done pretty well with the pressure and the spotlight on him and knowing that yeah. his team is trying to maybe trade for a quarterback to replace him. Um, and then it was it came out. I saw a story today or maybe it was yesterday that Stephen Ross, the owner, he did nix that trade of uh, Deshaun Watson from those Texans. By the way, how about that? If they if Deshaun Watson yeah, that'd be awesome, off the Dolphins right now this week, um, I don't know if he would have played that quickly, but. How could he not? You at least have to have a series for him. Uh, Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, had a phone call. And this was very late in the process. And I think it was too late in the process. He actually talked with uh, Deshaun Watson in, mm. in, in a last-minute phone conversation before the deadline to try to figure out if they wanted to do this thing. And he wasn't convinced in the, the fact that the legal stuff wasn't over with. And he ultimately said no. But it's it's just so obvious. And it's got to be looming over the head and just a cloud over the head of maybe... like if, it's, if, if there's a cloud over the head of your quarterback, there's a cloud over the head of your entire football team, right? Because that's your leader. That's the guy that's supposed sure. to lead you in to win a football game. So um, I don't like that vibe. And, and look, I would pick the Dolphins straight up in this game, but five and a half just feels like too many points for uh, a bad football team. And you, maybe they're underachieving. And on paper, you'd think the Dolphins should be able to mop the floor with the Texans. But Tyrod Taylor returning is enough for me to uh, take those points in this one. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Tua seems like a cool customer. I mean, going back to true freshman getting thrown in the national title game, he can handle a lot of pressure and things like that. But I'm sure it is uh, a Powell Rocks taking off his back here. He can just exhale and be like, okay, it is my team. You know, I'm tired of hearing about Watson. Here we go. Here's one in the NFC South with the three and four Falcons traveling to New Orleans to face the five and two Saints, who right now we're still unsure. I don't know if you've seen anything. Uh, that's I don't new, know who their quarterback is. Yeah, I don't know who their quarterback is. So it's hard for me to pick a team when I don't know who their quarterback is. But that's probably why the line isn't maybe more for a five and two team at home against a three and four team. It's six and a half right now. It still feels kind of high, but it's not too high to scare me away from the saints. When you look at the rest of the roster, aside from quarterback, they're just a lot better than the Falcons. Saints have a great coach, a great defense, maybe the best defense in the league. We saw Stefan Gilmore locking up on Kyle Pitts a lot last week. I would think Lattimore does the same thing. And as great as Pitts is, that's just asking a lot from a rookie tight end. I mean, you're, it's a long way from the SEC when you're dealing with Lattimore and Gilmore in your grill time and time again. And I think the pass rush will get to Ryan. I think they'll be the more physical team when Atlanta has the ball. I can't see Atlanta running the ball very well against those guys. 
I'll lay the points. I mean, I can't feel great about the Saints offense, but I don't feel great about the Falcons defense either. Falcons historically give up tons of yardage receiving to running backs. I mean, that's a bad matchup with Kamara. I'm guessing it's we're going to see some hill at least, maybe not start to finish, but that presents problems. So I'll lay the points. I think they're a noticeably better team in New Orleans. And I do think that makes it tougher for the Falcons to prepare for the Saints, too, because is it Simeon, is it Hill, or oh, yeah. probably some mix of Simeon and Hill, which I think is enough. I think that's plenty. We talked about those matchups on the defensive side of the ball that I think does skew toward the Saints if Calvin Ridley's going to continue to be out. And um, I like C.J. Gardner-Johnson is another one of those weapons that you have to, to try to you know mix and match against someone like Kyle Pitts. I think you could really give the Falcons offense some problems in that way. So um, yeah, the more, I, the more I talk about it, the more I'm okay with giving up those points for the Saints at home. Six and a half points. I think they can win this one by a touchdown. Wish they had another weapon, but yeah, I agree. Raiders at Giants. Man, speaking of teams that might be a little deflated right now, how about the turn of events going on? It's If it's not one thing with John Gruden, it's another now losing their wide receiver. And I hear Derek Carr talking about how they, you know he wishes he, there's something else he could have done. You know, classic Derek Carr thing. Um, <laughs> kind of like even laying it on a little bit thick. It's like, all right, Derek Carr, you're like, you don't, you're not everyone's dad. You you, you can't control <laughs> yeah. what everybody does all the time off the field. But, you know, basically a sentiment of, I I wish I could have conveyed that I would have been there for him at 3 o'clock in the morning. But the problem is Henry Ruggs wasn't about to call anybody at 3 o'clock in the morning. He had different plans at 3 o'clock in the morning, and that's sort of the problem. You can't live someone else's life for them. But I wonder what this will do to the Raiders locker room who somehow got through the whole Gruden thing. I mean, it's it's rough going at some point. But luckily for them, they're... They get out of town, which might be a good thing in some cases. They're they're going uh, across the country to New York to face the two and f- six Giants, a team that's beatable. The five and two Raiders. They're favored by three, and I feel like normally that would be more points. So to me, it's not enough to scare me off of giving up those three points and taking the Raiders. What are your thoughts on this one, Matt? Okay, I'm going the other way. I'll take the, the team that isn't dealing with all this that's home that doesn't have the cross country road trip. Maybe getting away is great. I don't know. I just know in general going West to East that far doesn't bode well on the field all that well. Uh, it looks like the giants might be pretty healthy. I mean, it doesn't, I don't think Shepard's going to be there. I bet Barkley's a game time decision, but the rest of their guys are practicing more and more. I think the giants D is adequate. I think the Raiders' pass rush is a real problem, but I'll take the points in the home team. I thought I saw that Barkley was going to be out because of the the COVID situation. I actually got a blurb on my phone 32 seconds ago oh. saying, no Saquon Barkley and Xavier McKinney at practice as they await further confirmation of potential false positive COVID tests. Okay, so but they're... Kenny Dolliday practice for the first time in forever. Got it. Okay, so yeah, Saquon and Xavier McKinney listed as out, but that could change if they get good news on those tests late in the week. Okay, right. so there is some possibility there with those players still. So that's better news. That yeah, they could really news. use Barkley. I mean, they're... Their offensive output with and without Barkley is night and day. I Again, I, th- I bet he's a game-time decision. I bet by Sunday we know – well, of course by Sunday we'll know, but um, he needs two tests to go his way. Uh, that's not enough for me to go off the Giants if you're going to give me points. Just 
I, I think the, the Raiders have probably had enough. I mean, it's just been a crazy year for them. And it has it, been, it, but they've been resilient. Yeah. And, and and maybe that just adds to their us against the world. And, and look, it's easy to forget Henry Ruggs was a disappointing rookie, but he was their leading receiver this year. That's a big weapon to lose from field. your offense. Yeah, 500 yards receiving almost. They're a lot easier to defend, though, too, without him. I mean, he he does the role that he was drafted to do. Although you might get Josh Jacobs back in this game, too, which that would be helpful. I'll take the Raiders. Okay. Next, we've got Patriots, Panthers, Bills, Jaguars, and Vikings, Ravens to finish up the early portion of the Week 9 Sunday slate. Back and better than ever, the NFL season, betonline.ag along with it, and a new web interface for the start of the NBA season, basketball, college basketball, more props, odds, lines than ever before. Football season is rolling, college football as well. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Congratulations to those Atlanta Braves who are now World Series champions, no longer betting on baseball although there are some futures if you want to get involved in the 2022 baseball season at betonline.ag nhl boxing ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season if you want to get in on that action you can at betonline the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports betonline where the game starts all right, Matt, the Patriots making a charge, trying to remind everybody who they are with Josh McDaniels doing some, uh, I think, some pretty good work right now with Mac Jones on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know if he's a future head coach somewhere or maybe with the the Patriots. How long is Bill Belichick going to coach? But they've it feels like they've gotten some things figured out with the way they've played the last couple of weeks. They're on the road, uh, both teams at 4-4 four and four here to face the Panthers, who are also coming off a win. Yeah, I mentioned the blurb on my phone. I got 32 seconds ago. Well, one just popped up again. Sam Darnold was limited with a concussion and right right shoulder injury. I think it's a long shot that he plays, and it might not be the worst idea to put you know let P.J. Walker get all the snaps this week. I would imagine Belichick's preparing for Walker, but he's had great success against Darnold in his jet days too. So – I think the, the quarterbacks here, no matter who it is, really are going to have an uphill climb against Belichick scheming them up. But I think that Panthers D is really good too. You know, they, they got Gilmore back involved against his own team. I, I'll take the points. Uh, I, I think New England wins. I really like the under, and I see it at 41, which is a low number. So if this is going to be a 2017 type of game, if, or if it's going to hit right around 41, I'll, I'll take the points in what I think is pretty you know, a defensive slugfest. Right. Nope. I think you nailed it. The under on 41 was exactly my thought, which means the road team favored by three and a half. The Patriots could win this by a field goal. Sure. But, um, you know, that, that doesn't win you the bet at three and a half. So the home team, and right. I still think the Panthers, this, this should be more of an even maybe to me um, than a three and a half for the Patriots. So, yeah, I'll take the points in the home team with the Panthers. And, and Darnold hasn't been so amazing that P.J. Walker couldn't, you know, give the yeah. Patriots some problems and it's going to be a little bit more difficult for the Patriots to prepare for Walker in that case anyway. So yeah, give me the Panthers and I'll, and I'll take those three and a half points. I also think we're going to see McCaffrey. 
Oh, McCaffrey, let's find out the latest on Thursday practice reports because we're getting a lot of those in right now, and I just want to yeah. double-check before we go because that one is uh, a huge, obviously, best player on the, on the team for. The, I mean, uh, just to be so much so helpful for whoever the quarterback is just to have him. It's still a questionable situation. Could return from hamstring injury. Okay. So, yeah, um, practice window is open for him. Will he play still up in the air? We'll find out. How about... The Buffalo Bills, your number one seed in the AFC, Matt. Your your number one power ranked squad, and uh, they have a pretty easy one on the road against your second to last team on your power ranks, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are one at six, five and two. Bills going to Jacksonville, and we had talked about it earlier uh, yesterday when we were breaking down those Bills. They have not only beaten, they've blown out the bad teams they've gone up against. So uh, as you can imagine, it's a pretty big line here. A couple of touchdowns plus a half. 14 and a half points. Is that enough points to scare you off of the Bills at Jacksonville this weekend? No, I like this bet a lot. I actually am going to put my real money on the Bills. I think they blow out a really bad team again. Um, I'm not worried about road. That doesn't matter. I think both sides of the ball greatly favor the Bills, greatly favor the Bills. Um, I don't know where Jacksonville hangs their hat in this game. I think that Lawrence will be under a lot of pressure. I don't think the Bills will allow big plays. Um, I think they'll have many big plays on offense. We saw a lot of coverage busts from Jacksonville last week. Um, I think this is like 30 to 7. And Mitch Trubisky plays. <laughs> okay, so you're you predict. I wonder what the over under is on snaps for Mitch Trubisky in this game. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that prop. Um, and here's the thing for the Bills at this point in the season, November. It might be kind of nice to go down to Jacksonville and play a game in 60 degrees instead of 40 degrees in Buffalo, right? So that's not the worst trip to be making. No, it's not. You know, week one in Jacksonville, and you haven't practiced for or played a 60 minute game. This is like, hey, I mean. I'm in Pittsburgh. I wouldn't mind going to Jacksonville for the weekend right about now. <laughs> right, especially if you're going to be doing something outdoors. Right, right, sure. All right, uh, I, I agree with you. 14.5 is a lot. I don't know if I'm as confident in putting my real money down just because that's a big line on the road, but um, it, it's hard for me not to pick Buffalo with what they've done to some bad football teams this year. Handling business, putting your, your foot on the neck of a, a much weaker opponent. So real quick, do you think this game would be like 17 and a half in Buffalo? Yeah, I think it would be. We've seen a lot of those lines this year, 16, yeah. 17 and a half points, something like that. Yeah, maybe yeah, 17 and a half is pretty large. Maybe something like 16 and a half. Okay. Yeah, I'd still take Buffalo. Yeah, I think I would too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last one for today's program, Matt, and then tomorrow we'll get into the afternoon games, and, and there's not a ton of other games, so we might be able to open up the mailbag again on tomorrow's show. At yeah, the Peacock, at Williamson NFL. Uh, tomorrow we've got Chargers, Eagles, Packers, Chiefs, Titans, Rams on Sunday night. There's a, a Niners-Cardinals game, and we're still not sure about Kyler Murray, so another 24 hours to figure out if Kyler Murray might play or might not play in that game. We might see Colt McCoy. And then uh, Bears-Steelers Monday Night Football. We will also cover tomorrow. But this one is Vikings at Ravens. Ravens favored by six points at home against the three and four Vikings. Ravens were your number two power-ranked team, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, yesterday, yep, right, yep. Matt? In the AFC, I've got the Ravens going in my survivor pool this week against Ooh. the Vikings. And... Uh, uh, I was kind of saving the Ravens, wasn't sure about them for a couple weeks earlier on in the season, feel better about them now, and uh, I don't feel great about the Vikings, no Donnell Hunter, he's done for the year for the Vikes, and I just think the the Ravens can just handle some business at home against the Vikings, who are a fine team, but the Ravens are just a good team. Yeah, uh, 
I think the Vikings aren't exactly the type of team you want to bet against in Survivor, but you're still surviving and you're deep into the season. Good for you. It's nice that you still have the Ravens in your back pocket. They're an upper echelon team. I have no problem giving the points here. And you mentioned Hunter being out. I think that's substantial. Um, I do think Minnesota will move the ball, run the ball. I'm not super impressed with Baltimore's defense. But still, I mean, you're giving Harbaugh two weeks to prepare for this game. I mean, all their receivers are healthier. I'm hoping that we have some clarity on Monday of, wow, Devontae Freeman is the Ravens running back or Davis Murray or Lebel or whatever. I, I hope they figured that stuff out over these two weeks. And I'm sure Lamar's, who's taken a lot of punishment, has enjoyed the R&R. I think they win this game big at home. Tough place to play. Vikings aren't they'll go to Baltimore very often. I, this is another one I put my hard-earned money on. That is the Ravens by six there, and yeah, and actually, I had the Cowboys earlier on in my in my uh, in my uh, survivor pool pick, and I just thought, I don't know, Broncos, Cowboys, Dak Prescott, and it scared me off. I might flip back to the Cowboys, but I can't pick against the Dolphins or Texans this week. Those are two teams that I've been you know kind of picking against, but they're playing each other. Uh, the other one is the Jets, and just a short week Thursday. I, don't like the vibe there to pick the Colts, and I just don't have as much confidence yeah. in in the Colts being good as I do against you know for, for teams like the Cowboys and the and the Ravens for being good. So that's why I landed on the Ravens yesterday. I might flip back to the Cowboys with the with the DAC news, but those are my two uh, survivor picks this week and two good teams that I haven't picked yet this year. Yeah, that'd be a tough decision. I, I would not take the Colts over either one of those. Um, I, I think I said this earlier, but I I am putting money on the Ravens and the Cowboys with the spread. So not only do I think they win, I think they cover. Mm -hmm. I'd have a tough time deciding between those two. Yep. I'm with you. Those are my thoughts. And then uh, looking deeper into the season, are either one of those teams better for me later to break that tie? You know, that's a consideration when it comes to sure. um, survivor pools and those types of things. So uh, lots of fun. I will, Go back to that survivor pool, and now, yeah, now that I thought about it, I'm going to second guess myself because I'm getting deep. It's only 27 of us left in this survivor pool out of 200. I'm for sure not going to pick the Jacksonville Jaguars, though, Matt. That is not who I'm going to pick in my survivor pool this week. I must week. say, I am jealous of the survivor action, and every week I think about it and be like, you dumbass, why did you do in week one? And I'm jealous I didn't get in the Locked On Network Dynasty League. Those are two regrets for me. I have a feeling there might be some openings in the Locked On Dynasty League. There's a couple of teams that are just looking shabby that could use some new ownership, maybe some shakeups. But um, uh, well, I, I like I, taking over an orphan. Yeah, especially after I roll through in, into a championship this year, man. I'm feeling good about my squad, are man. You I got to say, um, I like what's going on. My running back two situation's looking much better than it was coming into the year. So uh, feeling good about my my regular fantasy leagues are garbage this year though matt i know we're out of time here but like uh, uh, this year's kind of put me on my ear as far as uh, um just season-long fantasy leagues bad i've got like numerous players aren't playing at all i've got guys like calvin ridley who just suddenly decide not to play too you know it's like he's got more important things than people's fantasy rosters to think about but um yeah it's 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 an odd year for fantasy football i'm not doing great I have to mention this since you did. I mean, I'm only in one redraft league. We've been in this league for more than 20 years. These are all my high school buddies. We partied up every Labor Day weekend for the draft. 
and I am winning the league. The most important thing in the league is point total. And I have a hundred point lead over, over the second place guy. I'm doing well. My record actually have three losses, which is amazing. I got to fire my defensive coordinator, <laughs> but this is the week that everyone comes back to the pack. These are my guys on by this week, Brady, Swift, Gibson, Collins, McLaurin, Antonio Brown, and I thought Sterling Shepard would at least be somebody I could play. He's off. Oh, and Hawkinson. Right now, I do not have a tight end in my lineup. So I have like seven of my starters on by this week. It's unprecedented. Wow. And that's a league. You cover football. You can't go. You can't get beat in that league, right? You've got to show up in that league. Oh, you got to be a playoff a team, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, I like to set the odds at the beginning of the season of Williamson even odds versus the other 11. And – I mean, it's a. I don't win that often, but I do have a. I said we've been doing this for over twenty years. I have a winning record against all eleven franchises. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> like and, I, and more that of their is, money in my pocket than my money in their pocket. Yeah. Do you do you have any Aaron Rodgers like ownership of one particular franchise in that league? No, okay. I, I probably should look at that. There's, Equal opportunity. There's one dude that's a pretty good owner that is kind of my nemesis that we're close to five hundred. But it's pretty dominant, all in all. This Things are week, looking though, good for me in the Peacock. Well, I'm keeping my mouth shut this week. <laughs> the Peacock and Williamson League. I, I dropped last week to three and five. Now on the season, I'm in eighth place. So a lot of you guys are ahead of me in that Peacock and Williamson League. And then I got Rodgers, who's out this week with COVID. Um, my star player, first round pick, Derrick Henry, is now done for the year. Ooh. So I'm scrambling right now. A lot of scrambling going on for me. And then I got Allen Robinson, who's like not even rosterable hardly at this point. And Calvin Ridley's not playing. Wow. Wow. That, that's some, some bad luck there. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm looking at this lineup in the league I mentioned. I'm starting Sony Michelle, and I'm happy to do it. That's where I'm at right now. For this yeah, week. you're hoping for some uh, some garbage time, maybe a little two-yard right. touchdown run or something in that like game. Like I might pick up Cole Komet and start him, or <laughs> Albert O if Fant doesn't play. Like yeah. Right now I don't have a tight end. Yeah, uh, I don't have a quarterback. i got to figure out what to do about Rodgers in that league now that I look, about, look at it. I'm glad I looked at that right now. Uh, yeah. I might have to give Michael Carter his first start for my squad, though. Oh, Michael Carter working. replacing Derrick Henry. It's a big loss for me, but at least I have a player to plug in. Oh, yeah. Get him in the lineup. He's yeah. going to catch passes. All right. Good stuff. Back tomorrow. We'll finish up this week nine and anything else that pops up newsworthy in the NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen. I'm Peacock and Williamson.